was good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the G Perspective. I am your host, George Michael Perez, a.k.a. G Mike. Y'all already know what it is, baby. This is episode 25. God damn, it feels so good to actually get to 25 episodes. I've been actually dreaming about this for a moment now. Getting from 1 to 25 is, woof, it's work. It's a lot of hard work, I'll tell you that. But we got many more to go, and this shit's going to keep going on and on. So on this episode, I brought back two of my classmates, very basketball-driven knowledges, Titus Cleveland and Nick Wilkins. We go up and we talk about on how LeBron is going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar this season on most points in history, on how Kevin Durant is being involved in the trade package for Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. Wow, that is insane. And then we go into Detroit Pistons basketball and New York Knicks basketball because that's their two favorite teams. I appreciate you guys for obviously viewing the show, listening to the show. You guys can follow me on Twitter at George Mike Perez, IG, TikTok, and YouTube at G Mike Media underscore. And then the podcast itself is under the G Perspective on all podcast platforms. Hope you guys enjoy the show and enjoy this episode and keep coming back for more. Appreciate y'all. What up, my boys? How y'all doing, man? Yo, yo, yo. What's, What's up? up, man? What's up, man? I'm a dog. Titus Cleveland in the house and Nick Wilkins. What's good with y'all? It's been a while. It's been a while since I've been on last time. And uh, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy that we on break right now for, for anyone that don't know. Yes, I needed man. this break. So <laughs> we needed that. Myself, man. Needed that. Needed that. <laughs> man, these breaks need to be longer, though, man. Just a week. Come on, they man. They don't care about it. They don't yeah, care right? about <laughs> They don't care about that. Man. They're like, man, you better show up. You better do your work and shut up. Right? <laughs> they, they working on getting you in and getting you out. <laughs> no lie. No they, lie. That's what they want, man. They're using all those expenses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, but I appreciate y'all, man, coming on. You know, the, uh, if you guys don't know, for me, this is my 25th episode, so it's dope. Going on the journey from 1 to okay, 25 okay. is pretty freaking lit, you know? Okay. That's, yeah. Awesome, yeah. Bro, that's awesome, man. And you guys have been a part of it. You guys helped me out, you know, with these episodes, bringing in your talent, your personality, and your knowledge. I appreciate you guys, you know? Of course, man. Hey, of man. course. Appreciate it. But real quick, because I know we were talking a little earlier, and oof, I want to I want to hear what Nick Wilkins got to say on this man, because yo, it's getting it's getting shiesty out here, man. Hey, <laughs> it's getting shiesty. I'm ready for this topic. <laughs> and the NBA, man, they, they, you know, there's Kevin Durant trades going around the whole league. I'm pretty sure every single team is trying to put their hands in on this dude, trying to get this dude to come to this city, to the organization, to play for them. Not New York, we not. <laughs> they tried. They tried, but he said New York take nah. their time, bro. New York take their time over there. Yeah, we've been we didn't tried a long time ago. He done shot us down. We ain't we ain't going back again. We learned our lesson. You know, that's so. crazy, man. That he, he <laughs> that him and Kyrie just went to freaking Brooklyn instead of the New York Knicks, man. Like the Knicks got out of all professional sports organizations, they top five in money. <laughs> Y'all go to Brooklyn. You know, I will say this. I will say this thing though, because I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't come to the to the Knicks because prior to that moment, we were always you know related to dysfunction, you know, bad organization, bad culture. 
if we would have got those two players and they came to the Knicks and that same thing happened, we would have been like, see, that's why you should never went to the Knicks. But because it went to Brooklyn and it was, you can't blame the Knicks for always being dysfunctional. It's just sometimes you got bad stars that don't know how to lead. And it's, you know, I'm just, it's, it's fair or it's good to see that it happened with the Nets and not with the Knicks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you speaking facts, though. <laughs> okay. He, he happy that the dumpster fire didn't happen in that New York. That's, all, I'm, that's, <laughs> the, that's the only bright side, man. Well, we're going to come back to your Knicks later for sure. But right now, the, the, the thing that's trending right now is the Boston Celtics are looking to get Kevin Durant. But they trying to give up one of the stars and it ain't Jason Tatum. It's Jalen Brown, and that is insane. Nick, I know you got some thoughts on this, man. Let me hear you. Let me hear you, man. You know what Jalen Brown tweeted? Shake my head, bro. I'm on the same place. I'm in the same place, man. I don't understand. How could you put Jalen Brown's name in a trade package for KD when Jalen Brown was playing amazing basketball in this playoffs? Amazing. He averaged 23 points per game almost seven rebounds on 47% shooting in the playoffs. In the finals, he averaged 23.5 points per game and 7.3 rebounds on 54% shooting. Just to compare that to Jason Tatum, who averaged just 20, he averaged only two points less for the rest of the playoffs. And people were saying Jason Tatum is becoming into a superstar, just two points less. And he also outplayed him in the finals. So it doesn't really make sense to me why you could put Jalen Brown in a package for KD, who they swept together in the first round. It doesn't make sense to me. Sheesh. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Titus, what what, what you think, man? I get where Nick's coming from, where it doesn't make any sense. Um, it just doesn't. You got two young 25-year-old players in the, you know, in the middle of their prime, probably haven't even touched their primes. And you about to give up one of one of those players for a guy that's touching 34, 35. And, you know, is on the downside of his career, even though he's playing lights out, it's Kevin Durant. Me personally, I don't think that trade should go through for the simple fact of what I just said and what Nick alluded to, you know, a couple of seconds prior. Jalen Brown, man, is the guy that does all the dirty work he it may not look pretty it may not look fascinating it may not look smooth like tatum and you know the nice finesse and the jump shot but it were moments during you know last season where jalen brown was dropping 30 30 points a night in like five back-to-back consecutive games and he was you know that leader for the celtics when they were trying to figure things out and tatum was going through a struggle trying to give up the the leader role or the number one option role and make it a team oriented game I just think Brown was that guy during that time. And for them to put his name, the first name, and like, you know, the trade talks, I would be offended. I, I'd be offended. But no. I can't get upset because it's part of basketball. It's part of the business side of basketball. So if I'm Jalen Brown, I'd be upset. I take it, you know, with some type of hatred. But I move over. I move on to Brooklyn, man. I'm going to an organization that wants me for who I am and what I possess. And I can only look at it from that perspective. But it is messed up that Jalen Brown is, has to be the scapegoat. <laughs> it, it is messed up. It is messed up. Because if KD goes to the Celtics, it's just going to be ice off ball. Whoever takes the ball up the floor, that's, that person is going to try to score. KD takes the ball up the floor, he's going to try to score. It's not going to be team ball. It's just... Where, 
Go ahead. I will I will say it will be team ball because of the coaching staff that's on that's present. You got Ime Udoka, who's totally different from Steve Nash. Okay. Like Ime Udoka came in rookie year and gained respect, not just from the organization, but from the players as a whole. He will make sure that that ball is being shared throughout the entire rotation of the 40 the 48 minutes. I just don't see Ime Udoka taking a backseat role to Kevin Durant. Like, I, I love what I saw from Ime Yudoka that first season. He kind of set the tone like, yo, I come from this or this style of basketball, a.k.a. the Spurs. I'm not playing this nonsense. You're going to do it my way, and I'm not, you know, I'm not changing it. So Kevin Durant, if he does go to Brooklyn, I mean, goes to Boston, I would expect him to him and Yudoka to get on the same page at some point because, you know, we have a system. It works. It worked last season. It got us to where we're at. I'm not switching it up just because you're Kevin Durant. Oh, you're literally a, a plug and play. We plug you in and we keep moving it on. And that's all that really matters. But I don't think ISO ball should be a factor. All right. That's a good point because his coaching in his first year was amazing. You, mm-hmm. I mean, he went to, went to the finals. Like, there's not really much you could say bad about his coaching. But right. at the end of the day, when Kevin Durant lands on a team, things change. You saw it on the Warriors. They didn't play the same ball. That ball didn't keep moving a lot around a lot. It not. I'm not saying that they stopped that. I'm right. not saying they stopped that because yeah, I was about to say I was about to. Oh, I'm not saying boy. they stopped that, but there was a lot more ISO ball when KD brought the ball up the floor, especially in that finals. And so I mean, I'm just boy, saying he averaged 35 points in that finals. So <laughs> once again, well, not, it's KD. You gotta right. you gotta give him praise. Kevin Durant's insanely good. But I'm just saying, why tear apart something that you have a, a great foundation in? Yeah, they, yeah. Their chemistry is already building. They tried to tear it apart before, and then they went to the finals. Mm-hmm. So why try to tear it apart again? That's my thing. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's just, so like, I'm on the fence about it, right? The reason is, is because I'm sure that we can all agree right now that KD is top five in the world right now in NBA. Yes or no? Yeah, okay. So for them to want to bring him in to win championships now, I understand that. But the thing that I don't understand is what you guys alluded to earlier. Moving forward, you got Jalen Brown is 25. You got Jason Tatum is 23. They already have years together. They got that chemistry. They got that experience together. They They know how to play together. So you're going to mess that up to bring in a 33-year-old who is injury-prone up to this point. Boy had like three or four injuries already, and two of them are like major. You're going to bring him in. You're going to hope that you guys win this year because if you get Kevin Durant, any team that gets Kevin Durant is going to the finals, well, hoping to go to the finals and try to win, right? So you're going to hope that he comes in and you're going to try and win off the rip, whatever. You get two or three good years of Kevin Durant, until maybe he gets injured hopefully he doesn't pray to god he doesn't i wouldn't want any player to get injured but maybe he does get injured because he's injury prone and then you're gonna let go of a future superstar in jalen brown who's only 25 to the brooklyn nets that's what i'm on the fence about i i get why they want to bring in kevin durant they want to win now but letting go of jalen brown for their in their future it's not going to be good for them and you you made an excellent point that kind of this kind of it kind of sucks at certain at some certain point in your know, career that when you're so great that because of because Kevin Durant is so great, you know, of a caliber of a player, he he demands a lot when it comes to trade requests. And 
everything that you said is on point. Why would you, any team that's doing a deal with the Brooklyn Nets would be kind of losing in a sense. Yes, you're gaining Kevin Durant. There's once in a generational player, correct. But you're losing youth. You're losing, you know, that young, you know, already polished star. You're losing him for a guy that's only going to be on that team for possibly four years, depending on how, if he likes the situation in, in Boston, you know, so it, it, those are things that you got to throw in consideration where if I'm, if I'm Brad Stevens, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, yes, this is a guy that can put us over the map next year and have us compete with the Golden State Warriors. But the biggest question between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum was not if they could play together. It was, do they want to play together? Do they, mm-hmm. can they share the ball for 48 minutes? And Ime Yudoka showed that he got them, both of them to buy in last season and look where it got them. I don't break that up. I build off of that. Like you said, I use that that system and I just grow from there. Um, and you, it's not like you got worse when you lost. You picked up Brogdon. You picked up a body. Um, I forgot they picked up another big. So it's not like you, you, you know, you digress. You you kind of improved. So go go try it again, man. Don't go and break that up to get Brown and Smart and Grant Williams. And now you just lost your core guys to get one main score. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that, man. No way. Going off that point. Oh, Real quick, sorry, go ahead. Joy. No, I was just gonna say that the big man they brought in was da- uh, Daniel Gallinari. Gallinari, yes. So even then, you got a, a big that can stretch the floor and shoot. I'm not. I'm not messing with that, man. I'm really mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Gallinari can uh, bring more defenders to the perimeter because he can shoot. And then you, what you said about Brogdon, I think the addition of Brogdon is huge. I mean, best trade so far. I. I I think that and DeJounte Murray, I think those two are like yeah. top two right now. It's it's up there because Brogdon, if he stays healthy, he can spread the floor. He can take away that issue they had, that playmaking issue. Mm-hmm. So the ball doesn't have to run through Tatum all the time and he doesn't have to keep passing the ball around. I think if Brogdon brings the ball up the floor, he can not only limit the turnovers, which they had an issue in, and not only the finals, but the entire playoffs but he can also bring a different side of the offense that we haven't seen before. He can also score because yeah. Marcus Smart, he had dropped 20 in a few games, but he's not known as a scorer. He's not a scoring point guard. He's also not a playmaking point guard. He can make plays and he can score, but he is a defensive point guard. Yeah. And yeah. Go ahead, George. No, I was just going to say, like, when you bring in, in that aspect of the whole Brogdon trade, right? It's, I feel like you already did all the moves that you needed to do in the offseason. Like, why keep continuing to try to, in in this case, they think that they're going to get better getting Kevin Durant. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they do get better. Like, yeah, Kevin Durant is one of the best players in the world right now. But, right. you know, you got this core, and like the chemistry, like I was alluding to earlier. You're going to break that up to bring in a superstar that you hope he's going to lead you to the finals and win? I don't know, man. I think you stick to what you got right now because what you got is great. One of the best defensive teams maybe in NBA history. You bring in Brogdon that, like Nick said, you, you fix that playmaking problem and, hey, you could go back to the finals. I'll say this and we can move on if you guys want. I think any team KD goes to, you kind of – you're going to be put in the same situation. Well, KD is going to be put in the same situation that he was in in Brooklyn. It's like you you get KD, right, but now you lose all these role players and pieces that make up a championship team. So now you're going to put more pressure on the two main stars and Jason Tatum and KD to get it done. 
that's not something you want to do. Jay, we see, we seen what Tatum was able to do, you know, at a young age. You don't want to throw more pressure onto him. Now, okay, you got KD now. Now you got to get it done. We we prayed all this stuff. Now you got to happen. And if he yeah. doesn't, now he's a bust. Now he's not a superstar. That's something I don't want to throw on Tatum just because we're trying to win right now. Like you guys have the blueprint. It's built. Just you know, keep stay the course, man. Don't don't ruin that. That's I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see what happens. We're going to see what the Boston Celtics do. Hopefully they stay put and they keep that team together, man, because if not, bro, you bring in KD there, I don't know, man. A lot of things are going to change. That's that's for sure. A lot of things will change. 100%. 100%. And KD <laughs> seems to always have his bag packed. Seems to always be ready to go. Yeah, keep yeah. That, in consideration yeah. Too. that boy got that Kanye West <laughs> home travel package. <laughs> <laughs> that boy on the move of 24-7. Oh my <laughs> hey, I love KD, man. Yo, he's an amazing player, oh, amazing dude. It's just player. that, bro, when, when shit hits the fan, <laughs> that boy flying away. <laughs> For real. Got his bad, got crazy. his bag packed. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Kevin for you. Bro, another thing going down right now, man. Hey, LeBron James is on pace to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, in most points in NBA history this season, man. And... I know a lot of barbershop talk and a lot of Twitter talk and stuff like that. People are asking the question. If he passes Kareem in points, does that make him the GOAT? Titus, I'm going to go with you, man. Damn, you going to put me on a hot spot like that? put you on the hot spot, boy. <laughs> does it make him the GOAT? No. But what it does make him is the best all-around player to ever play the game. And while I distinguish the two as great GOAT, you know, I compare that to success, opportunities, the amount of times you were successful and opportunities that you were given. Um, unfortunately, LeBron went to multiple championship rounds, but didn't come up, you know, on, on, the, on the W side. Yeah. However, take away success and everything else, the championships, if you look at the totality of his work, the body of his work, man, someone who was not known as a scorer, is about to be the all-time scorer in NBA history. Like, come on, man. And he's top 10, probably top 10 in, in all other categories and rebounds, assists. His IQ knowledge is above, you know, so many other players right now. So it wouldn't make him the GOAT, but I put a I put a little turn there. I make him, he's going to be the boat, the best player of all times, best overall player of all times, because you just can't simply knock a man who's doing this at the age of almost 40 when <laughs> – no one considered him a scorer, man. He's a pass-first oriented guy. We get on him for making the right choices, the right right plays at the most crucial times of the, of the game. We get mad at him because he passed the ball to Ray Allen in the corner. Hell, I got him a championship, but it's like, you know, he, he's about to be the all-time scorer in, in points, man. That, that's just mind-boggling to think about it. Yep. Going off what you said, how is he not looked at as a scorer? How? Like, <laughs> is that when he first came into the league, he was just well, not even in high school when he came into the league. He was, he was, yeah, he was always trying to get people to, to get their points. Yeah, and I mean, that's true and all, but he can still put the ball in the basket oh, yeah, and sure. make plays. I, I think going off what you said, the best of all time or uh, greatest all around player, I mean. Mm -hmm. That's that's a great way to describe him. I mean, he can do it all on the court. We see it game in and game out. Still to this day, I mean, like 
he's played at such a high level for so long. It's insane to watch. And now he just needs to average just under 18 points per game to pass Kareem. Granted, if he plays every game this season. But, I mean, that's completely achievable because he's done more than that in every season he has played since he's been in the NBA. So, going off what Titus said, I completely agree. Does that make him the greatest of all time? I don't know. But best all-around player? Definitely can give him that. Yeah, I I, I put him up there though. Uh, the one of the oh. one of the goats, a hundred percent. It's just that top two. <laughs> like when it comes when it comes specifically to comparing him to MJ, I don't like doing that because MJ to me was more the more compare the the better comparison is Kobe and MJ because they're literally the same exact player, same position, great defensively, offensively. <laughs> phenomenal like you know like i feel like those two are more comparable than anything lebron and mj lebron's more comparable to magic johnson if anything because of the way that he plays a pass first obviously magic didn't have a shot like like lebron does now and stuff or he tries to get to the rack as much because he had kareem and stuff but i don't know i i don't like comparing lebron to mj in that sort of way but if i have to I would I won't say LeBron is better than MJ and I won't say that MJ is better than LeBron like again I just can't compare the two. It I think makes sense. It, it, it's something that we're going to discuss for years to come man. It's yeah. you can't really get out the debate of that you know whole goat topic but I try to just become more appreciative of mm-hmm. the the players in their generation you know like I I didn't get a chance to watch MJ and Carmelo and magic I, I wish i could have grew up watching magic play um but Agreed. you know when i look back at those games i look back at those 30 for 30 clips and i just see just the the greatness of skill that some of these players had like you just saw that that person that play was so much better than those other ones and we do it in today's time we look at it, we're kind of taking for granted because we have so many you know star-like players that we don't really get to just be in awe of their talents but i just i try to stay away from the whole goat conversation just because you're never going to please anybody someone's always going to get their feelings hurt and your list is never going to be the list of mount rushmore so it's just appreciate the greatness seeing man and hopefully you know we have more talents like that to come that boy checked off the facts (laughs) i mean it's true it's too yeah yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying it's two different eras and two different styles of play yeah it's just too hard to compare them it's just that they're they're both amazingly great bro and people just want obviously the people that grew up watching 90s basketball they're like yo mj's the greatest and i understand you know you saw that right in front of your eyes and then us us growing up in the in the 2000s bro like we're watching lebron take over the league and then 2010s take over the league and now in 2020 still doing the same thing like like dude i don't know it's tough it's tough nick i'm about to cut you nick you said lebron needs to average how many points this season um it was just under 18. yeah it was 16.6 it was 16.2 well that's what i saw that's what i saw in the post it could be wrong well i thought it was 17.6 to tie okay just to be clear lebron james has never averaged less than 20 points in his career so can we just (laughs) be honest and say that's gonna happen it's gonna happen happen. happen. (laughs) okay like 
The man put up 30 last year. Come on, I have, I have no worries yes. of him passing yeah. Kareem um, this season. I just want to see the moment that it happens, the, the translation or the, you know, the connection of respect is, is given. I want to see, is it, is it shown? Is it going to be, I don't know, they'll try to get him to break it at the Stable Center, my fault, the crypto.com arena. Um, they'll try to have him break it there. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> they'll try to have them break it there to see if they can get Kareem in, in attendance and see if they can have a mutual respect. But as LeBron has crept closer to this record, there have been a little shady remarks from Kareem throwing at LeBron, like, you know, just because he's such and such doesn't mean he's a great, like little shots thrown at him. And that's, that could be because he knows that his, his record um, is about to be broken. Something that many people said would never be touched. We don't know, but I would love to see what happens that day um, when LeBron James does break that night. Uh, that's record because, come on, man, that's like something that you might want to tell your kids for, man. Like I got to see this person break the 100%. record that nobody said would ever break, man. That that's pretty cool. Unbelievable. No, yeah, it's gonna be dope for sure. And honestly, I see it happening maybe mid-season. Man, around Christmas, man, a, a little after Christmas, a little too early. <laughs> I don't know about that. Fifteen hundred left, bro. That's yeah, a little got, bit too. Early. Got, so, so Kareem got thirty-eight thousand three hundred eighty-seven, right? LeBron right. has 37,062. So he needs, uh, mm, yeah, yeah, fourteen hundred, yeah. fourteen hundred, or fourteen, yeah. possible right there. So I say he could probably break that. Probably after the All Star break possibly heading like wrapping up the season i'd say he'll okay. go around there okay because depending on how the lakers are playing if they're playing great basketball then he's going to play more games which ultimately leads into more points if they're still trying to figure stuff out and don't know who they are then lebron's going to take days off might you know might not play the full quarter so i i say more dirt throw like the later half of the season okay yeah it's going to be a great one for sure we're going to witness yeah, history this cool. year you know it's going to be gonna dope be but yeah, um, I want to hear your perspectives on your teams, man. So Nick, I'll start with you first. I know you're a big time Detroit Pistons fan, man. And yo, you guys did good in the draft. You guys had a, you guys could have had a better off season, but you know, some people just can't lay their hands off their women. Um, and <laughs> man, I got nothing to say about that, man. Nothing yeah. to say. Zero. Yeah. Things. He could have got a bag. He could have got a bag. <laughs> That boy fucked up. Losing, I ain't got nothing to say. But yeah, nothing. let me hear some of your perspectives on uh, your Detroit Pistons and what you think they're going to do this season and moving forward. I mean, as a Detroit fan, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm genuinely surprised. I didn't think we would do this good. I mean, right off the bat, we traded Jeremy Grant for half a bag of chips. We got, we got the 2025 first round pick and it's like, okay. You know, that was the Bucks pick. So I'm just like, for Jeremy Grant, who averaged over 20 points per game, we got a 2025 first round. Okay. And that's probably not going to be a high pick because it's Milwaukee. And Milwaukee is going to be good for a while, granted, they, if they keep Giannis. But then we turn around in the draft and go crazy. And then we get Jaden Ivey. I didn't even think he would fall to us. I was thinking the Kings would take him, even though they don't really need a guard. I was hoping they take Keegan Murray, but... I would have been fine with Jaden or Keegan because I think they're both exceptional talents, but Jaden Ivy brings something different to the table. 
he brings that electrifying offense. Titus looks very mad in there. <laughs> there. He I'm wanted him so the, bad. I'm about to get. <laughs> I'm about to get to what's really making him mad is the Knicks could add Jalen Duran, and then they gave it to us, which I appreciate. I really, really appreciate that. And we gave him the our half a bag of chips. We gave him that 2025 first <laughs> from Milwaukee. So I, I ended up getting or the Pistons. I'm sorry, the Pistons ended up getting. Jalen Duran. Oh, you, you're, you're a part Jeremy of that. Grant. You're a part of that organization. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. So <laughs> they got Jalen Duran pretty much for Jeremy Grant. And I wasn't expecting them to flip it like that and, you know, uh, give the half a bag of chips to the, to the Knicks. I wasn't, I was not prepared for that, but I think he can bring uh, an aggressive side to Detroit basketball that we haven't seen since the bad boys and uh, the malice at the palace, stuff like that. We haven't seen that aggressive side other than Isaiah Stewart trying to start stuff with LeBron. But I think Jalen Duran from Memphis could be a great piece. Uh, come, he'll probably come off the bench behind Isaiah Stewart, but he has two blocks per game and his field goal percentage is through the roof, 60% from the field. And Detroit ranked 29th in field goal percentage last year and 25th in rebounding and he's gonna get his eight rebounds a game that he did in memphis he'll he'll get his blocks he'll get his field goal percentage drive that up for detroit and that's just the second guy we got in the draft then we got Jaden ivy who can score 17 points per game at purdue and i'm just really excited to see this new look pistons team teaming up with Cade, first overall pick of not this year's draft but the year before <laughs> well Titus before we go into the Knicks <laughs> before we go into the Knicks what, what, what do you think about Detroit what do you think they're gonna pop off this year well I will say one it took way too long to answer the question Nick <laughs> you got to the point okay yes you got Jay Ivy, you got Durant um as far as Detroit goes um you guys need this as bad as your sports organizations are, you guys need this one. Um, I was upset. I'll be honest, man. I was really upset heading into the draft. I didn't like Nick said, I didn't have that much, you know, scouts on Jaden Ivey. But until I, I started seeing more, I started hearing more. And I was like, this could be the guy. This could be our guy. And we tried giving everything to, to Detroit. We tried giving them our three years of picks. We would just get like begging. It wasn't budging. And the more I realized Detroit wasn't budging, the more I realized this dude, Ivy's the truth. Because there's no there's no way that a team like Detroit that they are, you know, they're running the mill team. They, they don't really care. Like, you know, you got it. They suck. I'll say it. Yeah, they, they're terrible. They're a rehabilitation team. Um for a team like that to just say no we're gonna stick with our guy and go after this guy uh this key star i knew we were about to have a once in a generational player slip through our hands once again aka steph curry um as far as the whole jalen duran thing man um was i hurt yes was i surprised no because it's the knicks we, we always do some stupid stuff like this where we end up giving up a, a key body man it, you said it six rebounds a game two blocks at memphis has a high percentage rate you know tibbs would have loved the dude bro tibbs would have you know and enjoyed having him on the floor as much as possible he could have went up alongside mitchell robinson they could have been the twin towers we could have been set on our anchor in the front court 
but no, we don't do that. What do we do? We grab picks and, and things. You got the 2025 <sighs> first. I don't care about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I will say that it's a good bottom 20 you. pick. I just yeah. love it. I just keep beating on the Knicks, huh? It <laughs> It'll be a solid like 28, 2025. Can I can I that, give my props be, to Detroit? Can I give my can I give my, my good news for Detroit? Are you gonna yeah, run? Go, go, go. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> Detroit <laughs> with the acquisitions that they made in the past couple of years, I, I see them being a top contending team, top five team in the next, I say five to seven years. Um you know, Cade Cunningham, I think he's going to be your point guard for the future. Incredible basketball knowledge, has good length, good size. He can play no way without question. Jay Nyree's another pit bull that's just going to – oh, my God. See, every time I think about it. <laughs> he's lucky, lucky line, bro. Man. It's just like Jay a flashbang gurney. Fun to watch that dude. Yeah, man. Exciting athletic player. He can shoot. He's not afraid. Um, you know, he's going to be a problem. And you got Duran, who's going to, he's not there yet fully, uh, you know, uh, defensively, mm-hmm. but you know, the NBA, they're going to give him, you know, enough reps to get prepared. He already has the body for it. So that's mm-hmm. your three anchors right there. You throw, you forget about Sadiq Bay, you got Isaiah Stewart, you got, you know, mm-hmm. Diallo, like that team is, if they don't mess it up, they're going to be a team that's going to be scary the next couple of years. Oh, right. those are facts, though. Those are facts, though. And I, I'm going to keep mine short because you guys just mentioned everything I was going to say. But I just <laughs> want to emphasize on the fact that you guys have potential to be great. I, I agree with Titus. Him saying five to seven years that you guys will be contenders. Bro, you guys are going to be contenders 100%. And then the other thing is, is that when, once you guys start clicking on all cylinders and start winning games and showing up in the playoffs and then going deep in the playoffs, then you're going to get a superstar talent that's going to want to go to Detroit and you guys are going to be over the hump on that. So yeah, you guys got tons of potential, tons of potential. I know. I'm, I, like I said, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm so used to Detroit in every sport I'm just messing it up every time. And so it's just crazy to watch something happen successfully. So yeah. far, so far, so far, I won't man. get too Hopefully. ahead of myself, but the, the speed and the electrifying game that Ivy has is it's a good start to say the least. Yeah, man. I just, I, I'm, I keep just flashing back to Ivy's Purdue performance and I'll see him and I'll just glimpse at some summer league. I'm like, Oh, this dude might be the steal of like the pick of the draft. Yeah. This dude might actually be the best player in his draft. Like, body is complete he has the nba body he has the athletic ability he has a brilliant iq from his mom who's coaching at notre dame and has been around some brilliant basketball players herself it's like bro like everything fits even his mm-hmm. background story of all his, mm-hmm. his his father his mom playing for detroit mm-hmm. like everything fits it's like a yep. steph curry type of story man it's crazy type stuff. mom played for the detroit shock now coaching like it, it just, it just, it's just amazing, bro. Hopefully, he has a hell of a career, man. Because I, even though I'm a Knicks fan, I love seeing you know other players shine, and no matter where they at, though. Yeah. So we're coming down under six minutes here, so we're gonna have to uh, wrap this up. But real oh, quick, man, we man. didn't even talk about the Knicks. Thank you. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, no, no, no. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk. We ain't about done it. yet. <laughs> we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. So you guys acquired Jalen Brunson in the free agency. I think that's a good pickup for you guys. But you know, 
it was kind of I I feel that it was kind of a like give this guy all the money he, he wants because we hey, really want him. But he hey George, eh. hey George, it was a bad trade. It was a bad deal. It was a bad deal. We all know it. Okay, Taylor Brunson. It's no knock to Brunson. He's a hell of a player. He he bowled out in the playoffs. Yes, but you don't throw this man everything for for one you know performance in the playoffs. Like come, this is just typical New York Knicks stuff. What we do all the time, man. It's like. What angle are we going for? What are we trying to do? We need a point guard. Or do we need a two way wing? I love Barrett, but he still has room to go. Randall, go somewhere, please. Randall, just go. I'm sorry, like he's he's a, he's a menace. He's I'm. I love They're Randall. Trying to trade uh, Westbrook for him. I'd give up Westbrook. I'd give up. Here's the direction I think that we should go. If we do go to you know Donovan Mitchell route, and we do give up, uh, Barrett. Topping all those dudes. If we give up those guys, I actually, I want Russell Westbrook to be, you know, that second guy to go with Donovan Mitchell. But then again, we're not getting anywhere because we're only going backwards. We're getting two guys, not Mitchell, but more Westbrook guys that's on the ladder and ladder in their careers. It's like we we never take what we got and improve on it. We either we get halfway with what we're getting to and we dismantle it, or we give it up and we trade it to get. And it's like the Knicks are just so know uh how you say it unorganized man they just don't know what to do you know they we can have a two-year stint where we're doing great but then we ruin it by hiring a coach or bringing in a owner that front office man that front office needs to go a gm i don't know who's the gm out there but it's... leon rose leon <laughs> rose uh, william wesley it is it we just don't we were supposed to use William West to get KD and Kyrie when they first came. And then that went sideways. And then we were supposed to get Mitchell. And then that, at this point, man, just start tanking for the draft, man. I'm, I'm looking for Bronny 2023. Come on, Bronny. <laughs> hey, I'll I'm pretty sure you'll love to play out there. I got a quick I, I, question for Tidy. Okay. Do you think that the Knicks will ever be good with Dolan as the owner? No. No? No, no I do not. I do not think Never. that because at some point at any facet of the season, he gets into, he buds into the, the team's organization, whatever it is, whether it's a player, a coach, a former player, if he doesn't like it, if he doesn't, if he feels like he's being mistreated at some certain way, he'll step in and make sure that he's, he's voiced his opinion. So no, I do not think we will ever win with Dolan as the owner, unless he completely stays the heck out of our business <laughs> and lets us just focus on Knicks basketball. Well, yeah. fair enough. Hey, who knows, man? I may, I may not be a Knicks fan till then, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come to man. Hey, maybe you'll be a Pistons fan, bro. Nah, get you an Ivy jersey. Man. You like maybe Memphis? Oh, I Memphis. Memphis don't know. look too bad, man. John Morant. That boy, John. Ja. Fun to watch, bro. I don't blame him. Fun to watch. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's like I Like I told you earlier, Having the Knicks as a good basketball team in the NBA will be great for the NBA, you know? Like, I love that Miami-New York rivalry, too. Like, seeing seeing that in the playoffs in this day and age would be amazing. But, man, it's I, I just believe it's that front office, bro. That's what it is. It's just, it definitely is. It is, man. I think we had a great year, 2013. I think that was the best year I've ever had as a Knicks fan. Mellow stat. Tyson Chandler, Raymond Felton, Jason Kidd, Amon Shumper. Great team. 
I mean, that was my that was my Knicks, you know, experience. And I loved it because we were going up against the Heat and LeBron, even though we wasn't going to win. But it was nice to see us go in battle, you know, go five games. But, you know, we haven't had that in a minute. And I just we just want that. We just want playoff basketball. That's all we want. We don't got to win the chip. Just give us the playoffs. We can't even get that. <laughs> well, we're coming down to under a minute here, man. So real quick again i appreciate you guys for coming on but if you guys got any plugins social media anything that you want people to watch or listen to you know here's a chance uh, i ain't really got too much right now i'm still in the works uh, as you can see my my show name right there wins and losses um that should be up and running in a couple of months um but it's gonna be a lot of content sports related basketball and football driven so stay tuned and you know tune in whenever it's up there love it you can follow me on Instagram at nick.jwilkins and Twitter at nickjwill. For sure, for sure. And guys, you can follow me on Twitter at George Mike Perez, IG, TikTok, YouTube at gmikemedia underscore. And then the podcast itself, the audio version is under the G perspective on all podcast platforms. Nick, Titus, hey, I appreciate you guys again, man. Obviously, we're going to do this again. And, you know, we got to go um, hit the batting cages like we were talking about earlier because we got to see who, who who's was what. <laughs> it ain't me. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my boys. All right, man. All right, appreciate man. you.